Welcome to Pageantland, the UK's premier podcast for all things pageantry, with your host, Jessica Barkley. Here you'll find guest experts, past, present and future queens, plus my own personal insights into what it's like to follow your pageantry dreams. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode, please give us a share on social and pop me a review on iTunes. Now strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode. I'm loving this season for a bit more light and fun after everything that went on uh, with the tensions of lockdown. I don't think any of us escaped that. And it's really nice to be hearing from so many different systems, so many different amazing queens. Um, so bringing, bringing the fun and sparkle back um, has definitely, definitely been met by, um, by this season. So today we have a queen from Crown and Glory, which is um, a European international pageant based here in the UK. Um, Charlotte, could you just introduce um, yourself and your full title and say a little bit about how you got involved in pageantry? Yes, of course. Hiya. Um, My name is Charlotte Rich. I am the teen Crown and Glory 2019 to 2021 now, which is really good. I first got into pageantry, oh, uh, 2018, so two years ago now, um, with Miss Earth. I came away with one of the titles, and then I caught the pageant bug, and here I am today with an amazing title, an amazing system, and memories that I'm going to cherish forever. It is mildly addictive pageantry. And you try to explain it to anyone who hasn't competed and it's just, they just aren't words. I'm like, you just need to experience it for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, we'll get into today's questions. Uh, They're not all pageant related, um, but the first one is, so what is your favourite pageant round and why? Okay, my favourite pageant round is definitely evening wear. Um, I've always, I've loved it since I started the pageant and I think it's just because there are so many different types of evening dresses you can go for. You can go for a fishtail, a mermaid, a nice big ball gown, skin tight. You can go really fluffy, poofy, and you always feel amazing in them. So there are different colours. You can really express yourself through this dress. And it's just an incredible, incredible feeling to be able to wear these beautiful dresses, to be able to show who you are on stage and to really kind of get into that princess queen zone and you do just get to be the dress almost and shine just really Mm. it's interesting because I find evening gown as opposed to like a shorter dress like a full length dress actually to be fair even if it's um like a a really nice maxi dress I don't there's something about the long gown the long dress um that makes me feel feminine, but strong at the same time. Yeah. I don't, it's, I literally, it was only while you were talking that I, that sort of just popped into my head, but it's, yeah, it's kind of that. You get, you get both, Two, double bam for your buck. <laughs> you um, female empowerment and it's just amazing. It's an incredible feeling. 
Yeah, I I found a new um. Well, this will give away when we recorded it because obviously this doesn't go out. Um, this will be going out quite a while after it's recorded. But I found a new Instagram that we are the Pageant Land Online Instagram is now following, and um, it's just all posts about like female empowerment um, and basically saying no, you can you can be feminine and still be intelligent and strong and awesome and do all these awesome things. Like we've sort of been taught we need to present ourselves in a masculine way to be taken seriously which is just ridiculous um, <laughs> very frustrating before we carry on with this episode i just wanted to say a massive thank you to this season's sponsors earring envy earring envy stop an incredible range of perfect pageant jewellery for on and off stage. With their vast colour ranges, sizes, plus a whole host of clip-on options, we are absolutely sure you will find what you need over on their website, www.earringenvy.co.uk. So question number two, if you could be an animal, what would you be and why? Hmm. I've been thinking about this a lot. I would either be a wolf, because they're very caring, very loving creatures. They're very pack related. They always have each other's backs. They're always, they're so much stronger than you think they are. And when they come together and work as a team, they are basically unstoppable. They can take down creatures so much bigger than themselves. They can overcome so many problems and they are just the definition of teamwork. They are incredible, amazing, gentle loving animals so it would either be a wolf or it would be a panda because pandas just have it they just seem to have no problems in the world the only problems they have is when they're next going to eat and they just look so cute so yeah it's either <laughs> a really serious animal or just a yeah what is it yeah. the I can never remember the analogy completely, but the story of how wolf packs travel with the, um, they put the weakest people, the weakest members of the pack go right at the front, followed because they set the pace. The, the strongest yeah. ones then go directly behind to protect the weaker ones. Um, and then they kind of do that sort of similar format all the way through and leader leads from the back. Yeah. Um, the head wolf at the back. And I was just like, <gasps> That is absolutely brilliant. I've like tried to, uh, was it a couple of years ago that I read about that and sort of tried to keep it in mind with everything I do. But I just like, oh, it's just such a simple thing, but so many obviously other tribe pack related animal yeah. species and stuff don't do it that way and are weaker for it. Um, yeah. And they are, they're incredible. Actually thinking about it, yeah. I ignore the panda one. I'm, I'm definitely going no, for a walk. Oh. Pandas are also really good at kung fu. We can't forget that. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> oh, uh, this. Uh, I think it's. I'm on kids' movie brain at the moment. Clearly, um, storks. Where the the wolf pack, they literally go wolf pack um, and assemble, and they turn themselves into a boat and a ship, and a, and it's when they try and turn themselves into a plane and take off that it all falls apart. It's really. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, th I think it's in Stalk, the movie. Look for the wolf pack scene in that. That's really funny. <laughs> Slightly less serious. Um, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Hmm. I think at the moment it would be Paris because it's part of my career path. I'm hoping next year to be working at Disneyland. So obviously my next kind of thing is live in Paris to get that job just because it would be easier 
but um in the long run i think probably america but in one of those less well known so not like new york or la but one of the um the more the natural ones so maybe um closer to canada on that kind of america canada border because they have amazing natural features they have just such a nice way about them they're such gentle people and i don't i don't know you just kind of get that really nice vibe from that little area so oh lovely can i ask what the career path is or is it secret still um i am i'm hoping to go into acting and directing so the performing arts area yeah it's it's a pretty big thing but hopefully fingers crossed i'll get there (laughs) Uh, what's the best gift you've ever received and why? Mm, this is uh, one that I struggled with. Mm. I think the best gift, gift uh, sorry, I can't get my words out today, gift I have ever received was for my 16th birthday and my mum bought me a signet ring, which, for anyone who doesn't know what a signet ring is, it's a small ring that has your initials on it. So mine are CR because I'm Charlotte Rich and it was used back in the day when everyone used to put wax on their envelopes to seal them yeah and you have a signet ring down and it would be that kind of that's your little stamp mm. she got me that as just a way because I'd always wanted a signet ring but she got that for me um and it really kind of affirmed that wherever I am now I had to get through certain things to get here, just like everybody else did, kind of when they had to put their mark on everything. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know. I just really liked that gift. I still have it today. It's just needs resizing. But yeah, I think that's probably the best gift I've ever received. That's lovely. Uh, in a movie of your life, who would play you and why? Uh, they can be alive or dead, real or imaginary. And um, there's definitely been some uh, some interesting answers to this question so far, and <laughs> we've deviated off. And like, it doesn't doesn't it can be per- complete personal preference. It doesn't need to be that they look like you or anything. Literally, who would you if you could pick anyone? Who would it be? Okay, um, I'm going to go for someone who may be a little bit odd, but I think in a movie of my life, I would want Robin Williams to play me, not because. He is, he was an amazingly strong person. He overcame so much. He was the best actor I could think of. Um, He was a childhood idol. And even though everything is completely different (laughs) with him, I think that I would want him to try and tell my story because it it runs a very similar storyline to him. So I think, yeah, I think Robin Williams would be my choice. Oh, that's a brilliant answer. Um, if you were to become famous, what would it most likely be for? Um, probably for acting or directing, since that's my chosen career choice and <laughs> do kind of interlap a little bit. Um, but yes, probably acting to be completely honest that would be a particular style of acting you like the most um 
I've done a lot of stage work up until now, but I'm very interested in television work, in um, a lot of behind the scenes work, just because there are so many different aspects. There are so many different types. There are so many things that you can experiment with, that you can convey across. And it, it just seems like a really interesting thing to be able to do because you never see two films that are the same. You could watch one that's set 50 years in the past, or you could watch one that is set primarily underwater. And it's just, there are so many different things that you could be doing that it just, it really interests me. And I'd love to I always love what, it's nice when it's a nice story and what have you, but how it's chosen to be portrayed, particularly with stage stuff, when everyone talks about Hamilton, the first thing I go to is how it's staged. Like I just, yeah. I'm obsessed with how it's staged and the costume transitions and all that kind of thing. Um, yeah. I think it just, the, the, create, the levels of creativity required, the technical skill and levels of creativity required to create anything, whether it's musical, television, theatre, film, is just, you just look at it and think, oh, it's a good story, but actually for that story to come across well, um, there's so many other levels to it. Um, yeah. Just, 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 just amazing and such like, you think of the talent of the film, being or the TV show being the actual actors, but there's so many different layers of talent that make something special. Yeah, it, it is so, it, it, it's like a clock. There are so many different cogs that need to work together in order to make that film that you don't really see everything behind the scenes. You only really see the clock face. And it, it, it's a weird analogy, but it, it tracks. <laughs> no, it's good, it's good. I like a good analogy. Um, which one of your personality traits do you personally find annoying or frustrating? Okay, um, I find almost my compassion annoying and frustrating because it always seems to come back and bite me. I mean, even yesterday, I was um, just innocently talking to a stranger who started messaging me, and yet it still came back at me and just kind of mm. uh, yeah if, if you know what I mean like it yeah it, you're it's difficult to try and then they take it too far and um yeah yeah so I think that's what I would find that I find the most annoying because I always seem to be the one who gets the wrong end of the stick or <laughs> yeah get bitten by it yeah oh there's there is there's a there is a specific analogy for that, but I can't remember what it is now. Um, I can't, my mind's just gone blank. No, no, it will come to me at some point, probably in the middle of the gym in two hours time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what cosmetics product could you not live without? This one for me would be mascara because as much as foundation, as concealer, as all of that is important, mascara just, not only does it, make the look but it can also lift you so so much so you could be going around with a completely bare face if you just put a little bit of mascara on immediate you immediately um, uh, I can't get my words out today immediately you feel so much better you feel actually my eyes look a little bit brighter than they did before and that will boost my confidence a little bit not loads but a little bit and that little bit can turn into a little bit more and a little bit more and I think that mascara it's it's such an underrated 
makeup product that I it is my natural go-to if I only have two minutes in the morning I'll put on some mascara Mm. just because I feel immediately more confident when I wear it so I miss my lashes I used to have my eyelash extensions oh no (laughs) I'm so much in the gym that even like waterproof mascara seems to end up like smeared across my face so eyelash extensions um just all the time and I'm like oh I miss them I did have some falsy strips done for me um well I did them but they had to help I had a lot of guidance um over at the weekend um I was like I really want them but no one's I I think we were I'm still not sure on the regulations like we weren't allowed to have people touch our faces um so I'm like I don't know how to do this like talk me through it um and ended up with lashes on and I was just so amazing to have lashes back on like and feel like awake when I looked in the mirror yeah it's like winning um yeah if you could listen to only one artist or band for the rest of your life who would it be Um, I don't know. My mind is kind of in two places. So the first one that comes to mind is the classic Ariana Grande, just because she's released so many songs. She's got quite a very a wide range of songs. So she's got some which are more slow, some of which are fast paced, all of that. Um, but in order, but also the other side of me that wants to be a little bit different than everybody else, um, it would be Kira Kozarin, who is a relatively new artist um but she's so ta- she's so so talented she's got some amazing songs out um and just generally her songs are such they connect with you so so much that she would probably that either her or Ariana Grande if I had to choose one um I don't know which one it would be but yeah those are my I have a, a, you know, like, um, I think they're like Insta fitness challenges and stuff. People post like a, it's like basically like a dance routine made up of core exercises, like variations on the plank and stuff like that. Um, and I have one that I, I made it up years ago before those, it was like an Instagram TikTok thing. Um, but never, I've got, if, it, if friends have trained with me in the gym, I've like made them try it. It's my, it's a problem. Um, oh. So it's like any Ariana Grande song just makes me feel physically in pain now because I've done that track so many times. Um, it's I I could do it, but post baby, there's my arms tire out before my core does. But um, I did record it the other day. I'll have to get it up and um, see if we can get the pageant community to try and complete it. Um, but even when I recorded it, I did it at the end of an arm session, and I couldn't do the whole thing without having a little break in the middle. Yeah, I can imagine that would be um, pretty tough after an arm session. Yeah, defeated by my own challenge, but I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll try and record it like at the, when I'm fresh one day and do the whole thing, and then yeah, it'd be a really fun pageant pageant problem core challenge. Um, Definitely be getting involved in that one. <laughs> and which imaginary fantasy or mythical place would you most like to visit? Hmm, I think. I would most like to visit Burke from House Train of Dragon because not only is it like in the middle of, well, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. You've got this beautiful kind of view to look at. I, I'm hoping the dragons are included too. 
So yeah, needs to have the dragons. Yeah, definitely. Oh, we we went for like three weeks where we constantly watched that movie. Um, it's really good. It just like I think it teaches nice lessons about being yourself and also um, accepting others' differences and other people's strengths and things like that, and um, not just going with the stereotype as well. Um, yeah, good film. <laughs> um, st sticking with the screen type questions, uh, what reality TV series, past or present, would you most like to go on? To be honest, I don't watch a whole load of reality TV, um, but I think it would be Love Island because not only is that the only one that I kind of watched, <laughs> but the villa looks amazing. It looks like such a nice place to stay. Um, and I think generally it would just be a really, really nice experience to kind of get to know people um, in, in that very kind of very close way you don't have any outside influences it's it just looks like a nice place to kind of center yourself to get back on track to get your mindset right um they could do the meditation island but i don't think it would make quite good tv would it well, i don't think it would but <laughs> it, it's still it still sounds like a pretty good idea to me therapy island would be really good where you do like fly on the wall in everyone's therapy sessions and then everyone comes together over dinner to discuss what happened in their therapy sessions you've got to get some real open books to do that though yeah yeah i'm surprised they haven't done more like spin-offs of the something island something island but um i suppose if the the current franchise is working for them then you wouldn't want to necessarily change i don't know is franchise the right word i know what you mean you know I what I mean? I, I, don't, I don't feel like that's quite the, the right word, but yeah. I, th I think it becomes a franchise if other countries start doing it using the same format. Okay. Franchise. Yeah, something uh, like that. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's Saturday. The brain's not completely engaged. Um, <laughs> what's the most fraught journey you've ever had to a pageant? Okay, this one confused me a bit because I'm not entirely sure what fraught means. Is it just like difficult? Yeah, difficult, stressful, um, panicky, anything like that. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, it's a good word. Probably, it sounds nice. It like rolls off your tongue. Fraught. Yeah, it's a, it's a great word. Um, and perilous journey. <laughs> <laughs> um, it would probably be when I was going up to compete for Crown and Glory because I went up, I it was either the day before or like the night before, mm. if, if you know what I mean. So either it was on the Saturday, I either went up on the Friday or the Thursday. Anyway, um, and it was absolutely tipping down with rain. There was so much queuing on the motorway. It was just- Are you driving in the rain? Yeah, um, luckily I wasn't driving, but my mum was, and I could see that she was tense. And I, whenever she's experienced something, I kind of, I mirror it because we've got a very close relationship. Mm -hmm. So she was stressing, which meant I was stressing. It it probably took us about four hours to do just under a to do just over a hundred miles. Yeah, it, it was it was terrible. It was a very stressful, very long journey for that one. Mm. Rain brings out all the bad drivers. I feel as well. Yeah. So you're tense. Yes. 
because of the weather and then there's a load of bad drivers as well that just sort of add to the pressure yeah yeah not fun um what skill would you most like to have I think the skill I'd most like to have is archery because it's not an overly popular skill and if someone and if you say to someone oh I know I, I can do archery they always seem really impressed like it's such an amazing thing to do and I know a few people who can do archery and I've tried to do it with those kind of you know the cheap bow and arrows you can get for kids that have got like a sticky thing on the end yeah it just doesn't work does it (laughs) I do it so much it just never works so it's either that I'm just really bad at it or they don't work those things don't work don't 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 base your archery abilities on those things they're terrible (laughs) but yeah I think archery is something I'd like to be able to do just because it seems like like such a cool thing to be able to do Hmm. it is really fun I um I worked for kids outdoor activity company PGL and oh yeah my late teens I think I was like 19 I'm gonna go with 19 um and you basically get taught all the stuff that you need to do there on site you get it's frustratingly the qualifications are non-transferable to any other company they used to make them transferable so you could get do a season with them get trained up and then be able to go off and teach other companies and you can't couldn't do that by the time I got there um but I did get taught to do archery um and yeah it was one of my favorite ones also because the archery was inside so no matter the way I'd be dry whereas a lot of the instructors liked the outdoor things but they just had to suck it up when it rained (laughs) (laughs) yeah I can imagine it wouldn't be as much fun in the rain (laughs) like give me the indoors anytime (laughs) (laughs) Um, true or false it is better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all oh um I don't know this is one of those questions where you, you kind of you think that's partly true and partly not you can um, go that can be your answer yeah it's just um I actually broke up with someone on Sunday so oh. I'm kind of in that yeah I'm kind of in that phase um I think it's true because once you know what love is once you know that you've experienced it then you can kind of it makes it easier to tell if you've actually fallen in in love with someone or if it's just like yeah um but at the same time when you fall in love with someone and they don't feel the same it really really hurts it takes a long time to kind of Hmm. get back to that to kind of fix yourself and to bring yourself back up so it's kind of one of those things where you partly agree with it but you can see a, a few flaws in the um statement statement definitely um a bit more light-hearted what's your favorite movie and why um i am not 100 percent sure because my my movie taste seems to change so much. One um, I found myself watching the most is probably, actually, no, I know what this is. Lion King, definitely. Oh, because yeah. 
it's just it's such an amazing movie it really is no or the real life real remake i haven't seen the remake because problem that i have is when i was watching it in cartoon i was so upset when mufasa died sorry guys anyone who hasn't seen <laughs> spoiler alert yeah um i was so upset when a cartoon died that i just don't think i could get through it if i saw it in real life so i've been kind of scared to watch it <laughs> yeah 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 i feel that yeah. <laughs> i we started watching it but um it's funny considering like exact same things got songs in it and stuff like that my kid will sit through the cartoon but she won't sit through the remake ones of them oh <laughs> so beauty we got further into beauty and the beast but still was like this is she's like this is a grown-up movie i want the kids movie oh no, she is a kids movie she calls it a felicity movie because oh. she's the center of the world um <laughs> which at three i think we'll let her get away with she's the center of my world so that'll have to do for now yeah um what's the worst thing you've forgotten to take to a pageant I once forgot, okay, so this is probably my biggest kind of, you've really screwed up moment. Mm -hmm. um, towards the end of 2018, I was competing in, it was kind of like a modeling pageant. It was over two days and we had a photo shoot session. We had a pool shoot session and then we had the catwalk at the end. And I was looking forward to it and I made sure that everything was lined up on my bedroom door so I had my evening gown I had my swimsuit I had all of that and I walked past and I thought you cannot forget the swimsuit you were doing a pool shoot you cannot forget the swimsuit <laughs> and I looked at it and I just thought don't forget it and then something else happened and I think I was stressing about my heels or something and the makeup and I realized just before we got to Manchester I forgot my swimsuit we then spent the next hour rushing around trying to find a decent swimsuit that I could use <laughs> to do this shoot. So, and it had to be the swimsuit. It had to be it because it just, it had to be that. <laughs> so, can't get, quite get yeah. away. I do know people that have forgotten evening gowns and had to sort out evening gowns at the other end or as being someone. The most common one seems to be an opening round outfit. Um, yeah, we did an episode on the podcast not that long ago about um, how not to annoy your director. Um, and it was basically a whole episode of me saying, read your paperwork, then read your paperwork again. Now read it one more time and then just scan through it just for some extra checks. Because so many people, yeah. go, I didn't realise that was an opening round. I didn't realise it was oh. like an outfit or that there was anything you need specifically needed for opening round. Oh, no. And I'm like, it's so clear. It clearly states there. Um, and people still don't read it. But um, it, every director I speak to says at some point they have had issues with, not, not necessarily mega issues, but issues with people that don't read the paperwork. Yeah. Um, I'm such an organised person. I'm like, organiser, planner. I'm like, read the paperwork 20 times over to make sure I haven't, for, even in systems I've already done before, just yeah. in case something's changed. Something yeah, it's not as expected. Yeah, just like to just be on the safe side of things. <laughs> <laughs> um, which Disney character are you most like? Ooh, 
I don't know. I'm going, do you want a person or a cup or is like an animal okay? It's up to you. And it can be, it doesn't need to look like you, just like personality traits or storyline, whatever you want. Okay, I am going to go for someone from Frozen and I think it would be Sven because he is just, <laughs> his definition of me. When I was watching it for the first time and he got his tongue stuck to the ice palace. Yeah. I thought that's the kind of thing that I'd do. I'd want to touch it to see if it was really made out of ice and then I'd get myself stuck. Yeah. <laughs> I relate to that reindeer so much. <laughs> So he's very hardworking and determined and he believes in love like when yeah. climbing away climbing the mountain away from having dropped Anna off and he's going no we should be going back and yeah he's um, just yeah faithful hardworking determined a little bit funny yeah Good. yeah so I think it's Ben I really do I do love Ben Olaf's my favorite character in Frozen though yeah his, his song is just always whatever song they give him always appeals to my heart like the summer one in frozen one and this will all make sense when i'm older in part in frozen two <laughs> that's what i cling on to that one day this will all make sense and it will be fine yeah <laughs> oh and he and so he they write him a script but he ad-libs a lot of it yeah so, like, some of the funniest lines that are in Frozen were actually ad-libs that they then added in. So the Samantha line in Frozen 2... Oh, yeah. ...wasn't meant to be there. He just said it as a joke. <laughs> and I think it's, like, the funniest line. I can still say, like, stick my head around the corner of a room and say, Samantha? To my daughter. And she just thinks it's the funniest thing ever. Um, oh. So oh, she's getting, getting stressed about something. I literally go, Samantha? And she just breaks out in laughter. And, and there's obviously all the Samantha merchandise and stuff now. All that from yeah. an ad-libbed line. Yeah. Oh. Moral of the story is don't forget to be yourself because there is greatness in being yourself. It's great, great, yeah. Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> Where is the worst smelling place you've ever been? Ooh. Okay, this one would have to be when I went on holiday to Yellowstone Park and it was an amazing holiday. But for anyone who doesn't know, Yellowstone is basically, it's a dormant volcano. The entire park is based on a dormant volcano. Um, it's really, really well known for its natural springs. So the hot springs, the geysers, all of that. And they're amazing, but they have a lot of sulfur in so you just go around the entire time and all you can smell is rotten eggs. Yeah. And yeah, it's a disgusting smell, but it's such an incredible place. So it kind of, it makes up for it. Yeah. Just have to like, is it breathe through your mouth? But then you kind of taste it as well. Which is yeah. Really yeah. I've tried the whole breathe through your mouth thing and all I could do is taste it in the back of my throat. So I just thought, no, not worth it. Just breathe through my nose and just put up with it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, not nice. Not nice. I wonder if it, because, so we've gone, we were part-time vegans pre-lockdown and we went full vegan in lockdown. I'm wondering if now the smell of rotten egg would bother me more or less. Like, ooh. Yeah, I guess I'll never know unless I go to a rotting volcano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, fingers crossed you don't have to experience that. But um, 
Well, we shall see, we shall see. Um, yeah. I'm not a big one for traveling. I'm like one of the few pageant girls that is like, no, not in it for the travel. Um, I like being, I like being at home. Like it's both, <laughs> apart from the gym, I basically don't like leaving the house at all. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna become a hermit. Um, so lock, yeah. that side of lockdown really appealed to me. I just missed the gym way too much. <laughs> Yeah. I mean I'm very similar to you I'm I don't do it for the traveling to be honest I would much rather try and spread the awareness around my local area I so if someone asked me to go to Spain I'd be like yeah I'll go to Spain but it would be more as a kind of I'd like to rather than I need to yeah if you're not yeah yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm, I will, I will travel. I'm not that bad. I will travel if I need to, but um, I always really assess if it's something I really want to do and, um, or if it's something I, I need, need to do or want to do or have to do, I guess. Um, I try and pair it up with other things. Yeah. Um, so I'll be like, if I, oh, right, I'm going, got the Charlotte Clemmy shoot up north. Um, I, I, I can see this friend while I'm up there or I can, go for a walk in this bit of the country or something like that or I can go to this dress shop that I've always wanted to go to or stuff like that like I pair it all up um so I think we've got um intercontinental I'm going to both days at because I'm helping hopefully definitely mm-hmm. if restrictions allow I'm helping with something on the first day um and then the second day that's yet to be announced it might have been announced by the time it's out but just in case it isn't um and then works perfectly because on the drive home I can do yummy um because that's a little bit further south and it's like right make a whole pageant weekend around of it if I've got to leave my house I'm making the most of it <laughs> yeah I mean I don't blame you that's what I do mm. I think it's also a bit more eco-friendly with the fuel for making the most of like and then I can have a we always well it's a bit different at the moment and I suppose the rest of the year is going to be like playing catch-up isn't it yeah it's gonna be my partner's like oh the jar is looking quite busy and I was like yeah but we've got to remember we've had a real quiet time so partly I need to I need to see people and do stuff because I want to but also there's 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 that thing of all the events that were over the summer and now closer together and sorry the lights I'm really funny when I get light in my eyes I yawn and the light is just coming in through my office window it's like obviously on the moon um, it just it's really odd it just it's almost like a reflex you get yeah. I yawn and I freeze when I get the light in my eyes yeah very strange um so yeah we're having to, yeah having to remember that the rest of this year might be a little bit busy but normally we make sure that there's one dead weekend a year a week a year a month oh yeah so even if friends want to go out for dinner and things we'll say no um we'll be like no no we're, we're busy but busy for us is is having that like weekend of nothingness yeah it, and yeah. it's nice to just have that time where you can spend it like with your family where you don't have to worry about going out or arranging things for other people you're just like no I want to lie in have breakfast in bed watch a movie with my daughter in bed and you're just kind of like yeah that's what I'm going to do for the entire weekend that's this weekend we're, we're enjoying this weekend because yeah. awesome as crown camp was I got no sleep um oh. well I was part of that I kept saying I'm staff I'm staff I'm staff because I run the um, fitness sessions for them um but I love cooking so I cooked all the the allergy foods and um, so that uh, anyone with any allergy dietary requirements I was on charge of their foods as well and then 
because you've been rushing around all day, you want to stay up chatting and things. So that was the epitome of making the most of the whole time there. Um, I slept five and a half hours uh, total over both nights. Oh no. Oh gosh, bless you. <laughs> it was absolutely worth it because it's just, I'm such a neat freak. It was like nice to like help set everything up for the next morning and uh, yeah, be in the kitchen cooking um, with Mama Lane and just, yeah, the most amazing time. So yeah. it's some things are worth traveling and worth not sleeping for. Yes, definitely. But as Olaf says, something, some people are worth melting for. Yes, definitely. Oh, love that line. Um, what's the most interesting thing you've read or seen this week? Um, I don't know. My week's usually not very interesting. Um, oh, actually, it's actually probably something that I looked up this morning because this morning before this, I was watching um, The Princess and the Frog. Mm-hmm. So, and my mum mentioned she she mentioned that all of these kind of the voodoo things they always seem to happen around New Orleans which I never really noticed noticed before so I did was doing a little bit of research and I didn't realize that it actually has like a specific history I just thought people chose New Orleans just because it's the first thing that came to their head yeah but it's actually because in I think it's the 18th century was the end of the 18th century it might be the 19th century anyway um when people were fleeing um uh one of the sorry i'm really bad at remembering things um basically people went to new orleans and they studied voodoo catholicism i think it was mm. and that's what they all fled to and i didn't realize it actually had a history so i think that's probably the most interesting thing that I've read this week, which is not very interesting, but you know. I think that's interesting. <laughs> I now want to go and Google it more. Um, and last but not least, what is something that will always be in fashion no matter how much time passes? Now, um, when I say in fashion, I don't necessarily just mean clothes. Um, so like in, in vogue, on trends, classy thing to do, whatever that, like, that that version of the word fashion okay um I think because I was when you said in fashion my first thought was clothes because that's usually what it means yeah Um, I need to change the wording on that don't know (laughs) so clothes wise I would say an infinity scarf because there are just so many different ways you can wear it and it's just usually my go-to kind of outfit Hmm. Um, but then other way wise, I would say the thing that would always be in fashion um, would be just to check in on people. So you don't have to make huge conversation, but if you see someone in the street who doesn't look like they're having a great day or look like they're happy, yeah. just say, hi are you okay because that can honestly make someone's day like if they feel like super super upset if they feel like they're completely on their own just having a stranger walk past and say hey are you okay with a smile just completely turn your day around so I would definitely say that that is going to always be in fashion and that it no matter you may feel a bit odd doing it but at the end of the day 
it could literally make someone's day it could yeah it really so yeah I've been been on both sides of that I had um which is funny because when I was first moving up to London, I came up and saw a friend here and I was smiling on the tra- smiled at someone on the train. He sort of jabbed me in the ribs and said, you can't smile at someone, you'll get stabbed. Okay, but put this in the right frame. It was three in the afternoon and we were in Chelsea. It's not exactly in the daylight. It's <laughs> yeah. not really stabbing territory. Uh, I don't even know what stabbing territory would be in London, but I'm sure there are more dangerous zones than 3 p.m. in the afternoon in Chelsea. Um, <laughs> But I obviously completely ignored him because I remember in the, I think it was a week after I moved up here and I just smiled at a lady on the train and she said, thank you so much for that. I've had the most terrible day. And you've just reminded me that, that humanity is nice. Yeah. <laughs> I smile, I didn't even have to say anything. Um, and then again, I had on the train, um, it was the first Christmas after my mum had passed away and my sister had posted this video of, you know, you get those funny fluffy animals that dance or silly Santas at Christmas, like they dance and sing. Um, it was a video of one of those my mum and I had bought for our, her son, my, my nephew, um, like a few years before. And I just boast into hysterical sobbing um, in a rush hour train. Oh, no. Not ideal. <laughs> not ideal and this lady just came and sat down next to me and she says I know those tears when did she pass away she just knew she just knew yeah um, she's yeah she was like so amazing and she gave me her number I didn't actually ever like we have never connected after that I felt like that was all it needed um yeah. wouldn't want to burden my all your you don't want to burden your whole grief on a complete stranger but I needed someone in that moment and and she was there and I was like just so lovely, yeah. Tiny, tiny bit of kindness can mean so, so much to someone. Um, yeah. Amazing. Oh, well, thank you so much for coming on. Where can we find you on social media? My social media, I think, I don't use my Facebook. So I think if you just search up Charlotte Rich, it should just come up. But if not, then my Queen's Instagram is teen.crown glory dot uk dot 2019 i think cool uh, well, well we'll double check the link and we'll make sure it's linked in the show notes so if you are listening to this then just check out the show notes for for the link uh but what? instagram's your your best one then um yeah. i was um, seeing people say i don't use facebook but here's my facebook it's like no just stick with the yeah. one like. i'm like my Facebook is just a regurgitation of my Instagram, so. Yeah, I mean, my, that's my um, Queen's page, but my personal Instagram, I use a lot more just because it's there. And that is x.charlotterich.x. So it's a lot easier to remember. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, that one's the best one to find me on. But I put everything Queen related onto my Crown of Glory one amazing oh thank you so much for being on it's been so lovely to talk to you i really want to go and watch lots of disney films now yeah (laughs) well thank you for having me on it's been a pleasure to talk to you and just to get to know you it's been amazing so thank you so much for having me Thank you for joining me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. It's wonderful you've given some of it to this episode. 
please rock on over to our Facebook or Instagram and share your thoughts. And I would love you to give this episode a share while you're there. For any specific links, check the show notes or rock on over to our website, pageantlandpodcast.com for more information about the podcast or how you can be a guest on a future episode. Have an amazing day. And remember, you sparkle your brightest when you're being yourself. See you soon.